The events of John chapter 7 largely take place at the time of the Jewish Feast of Tabernacles or Feast of Booths. While it's not made a big deal of in John, it does tie back to what Jesus has been talking about. And we'll talk about the Feast of Tabernacles today on Beyond the Notes. There are several feasts during the year that make up sort of the annual religious calendar of the nation of Israel, and many of them persist to this very day. And among the ones that persist to this day is the is the Feast of Tabernacles, or Feast of Booths, or as uh, it is called in Hebrew, Sukkot. So the uh, festival takes place in the latter part of the year. In fact, this year, 2021, the festival, if you are in observant Jew takes place in the in the period between September 20th and September 27th. Uh, it was or it is always in the fall of the year because it's associated with sort of the last wave of the harvest, uh, most specifically the harvest of, of olives and grapes. What is the purpose of the feast? Well, the the best place to go in your Old Testament to get sort of a fly, overview of the various feasts in the Jewish annual calendar is Leviticus chapter 23. And in Leviticus 23, 33 through 43, those 11 verses lay out the Feast of the Booths. It uh, amounted to what it, what it looked like, unlike a lot of other feasts that, that centered in the, in the temple itself, this one really did belong more out with the families, as, as did Passover. But out in each home, each Jewish family would construct a, a temporary dwelling place. That at heart is what uh, tabernacles are. Now, I know we think in terms of the tabernacle being that sort of portable temple tent contrivance that the uh, Hebrew people carried with them during the wilderness Wanderings and used as their worship center until the construction of the temple, actual temple, later in Jerusalem once they had occupied the promised land for some years. But that's the tabernacle. A tabernacle is simply a temporary dwelling place, uh, a booth. And so this festival, this feast, commemorates the 40 years of the wilderness wanderings uh, when God took care of his people. And the Jews in the city of Jerusalem would build for each family uh, a, a temporary dwelling place with, with walls and a roof made out of uh, plant material associated with, with the harvest. There would be, you could have a framework of sticks, but there'd be a lot of foliage involved. And the idea is to think of, uh, well, think of, think of fall decorating, but on steroids as a whole little uh, cabin or dwelling was built out of this, and the family was expected to live in it for the entire week if they possibly could, or as a bare minimum, eat all of their meals in it. Another feature of the of the Feast of Tabernacles that arose during the interbiblical period. This is not a feature that is prescribed in the uh, Old Testament. But it is a strong tradition that arose in the, in the couple of centuries before the time of Jesus. 
Because in addition to providing for his people with, with housing and shelter and them living in tents during this 40 years of wilderness wandering, uh, God also multiple times during those years in the wilderness provided his people with a miraculously available water. The area where they wandered for 40 years is an enormous desert. And water was not always naturally available, so God on multiple occasions made water supernaturally available. And so during the Feast of Tabernacles there in Jerusalem, there would be a daily a what it was called a water ceremony. When the high priest would draw water from the pool of Siloam, not far from the temple, carry it through the city in sort of a procession, bring that water up into the temple, and pour it out on the altar to much fanfare and celebration by the people. It is during that pouring of water that Jesus is going to later, a couple of Sundays from now, we'll talk about it, call out regarding himself as the water of life. <laughs> so what, what do we take away from the commemoration of the Feast of Tabernacles? Well, first, it's a joyful remembrance of the Lord who delivers um, because the wandering in the wilderness didn't happen until after God had brought his people out of the slavery of Egypt. So for all of us who have experienced deliverance from our sin because we know Jesus is Savior, we should be reminded by the Feast of Booths or the Feast of Tabernacles that though sometimes this life can feel a bit like wandering in the wilderness, we have been delivered from our sin by the blood of Jesus Christ. Also, the Feast of Booths should remind us of God's provision. The 40 years that God's people spent in the desert were a time when a million to a million and a half people were, were sustained miraculously. We talked about manna a couple of weeks ago. We, we, we remember the miraculous provision of water. The area where they were wandering was an area that simply would not have sustained them naturally. There's no uh, potential for agriculture there. The land, the land is simply too arid. They were never in one place long enough to establish things like you know, irrigation systems or some sort of sustainable desert farming. But as they wandered in that wilderness, uh, they were taken care of by the God who provides. And perhaps the, the biggest takeaway for us as we look at a festival that celebrates temporary dwelling places is to remember that this world is not our home. That even as we live in, in what we would consider sort of our, our permanent homes, our houses or our condos or our uh, what we call home, our apartments, and they look actually generally quite permanent. They have, they have walls and ceilings and foundations, and they're designed to last quite a while, but none of them is permanent. And for the believer, this passing reference in the New Testament to the Feast of Booths should remind us that everywhere we live until we're home in heaven is some form of, well, temporary housing. So let's look forward to and long for the day when we're entirely home together in heaven. And may the Feast of Booths remind us that we are not mostly designed to live here. We're mostly designed to live forever in the presence of our Lord. Hey, I hope by now that you're liking and sharing. Share in the, uh, say something to us in the comments. We love uh, reading your comments, and we look forward to, to your hearing from us and our having a chance to share with you on this and the other McGregor podcasts. 
Until next week, I'm Pastor Russell Howard, and thank you for listening to Beyond the Notes.